forever. Dog. Hello, Spooky Anna. Hello, Spooky Farmer. And hello, and hello spooky, spooky everybody listener. else. This is hello. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories to tell in the dark, which is a book series by Alvin Schwartz with illustrations by Stephen Gamel. But it's also about scary things. And um, don't sue us. Don't, please. We have nothing. Um. Well... I've got a dog. Yeah, Don't but, sue me for my dog. But it's that's a liability. You know what I mean? I mean, she brings great value to your life and to all and to she others' does. lives. But but she know. does need to be carried to the park to shit sometimes. <laughs> um, not for any particular reason. Sometimes she's just uh, she can't be bothered. And we also talk about urban legends and spooky stories that you send us. Um, and today, because it's Wednesday, is our urban legisode day. Yes, it is the Urban Legisode Day, and I am thrilled to have it be a my turn. Uh, I can't wait. Um, I'm just loading it up here, honey. Um, before you start, it has been really, like, since we've launched, there have been so many people who've started sending in their, like, local scary urban legend stories and also just creepy things that have happened to them. Um, so keep doing that. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter handle is... That's a jellyfish. And Anna's Mine is Anna Dresden. Right. So send us your own little spooky stories. Um, we've been loving the ones you've been sending so far. And actually next week's will be a friend's uh, that they sent to us that uh, is one of the scariest things I've ever heard. Um, I'm bummed out. Yeah. I kind of don't. Did you read it? No. Okay. I don't want to. Yeah, maybe I'm don't. Scared. Maybe don't. But everybody else, you're going to want to hear it. You ready, Anna? Yes. Um, man, this is a long article, but okay, great. So what I am going to do a story about, um, is the Burke and Hare dolls. (gasps) So I'm in Edinburgh, Scotland, famously doing the fringe. Um, okay, here we go. I'm going to read. This is from the national museum of Scotland. Um, In late June 1836, a group of boys headed out to the northeast slopes of Edinburgh's Arthur's Seat to hunt for rabbits. What they found there has remained a baffling mystery ever since. In a secluded spot on the northeast side of the hill, the boys discovered a small cave in the rock, hidden behind three pointed slabs of slate. Mm. Concealed within were 17 miniature coffins. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm actually really sorry to say yes. Eight of these coffins survive to present day and on our, and are on display in the National Museum of Scotland. Few objects in our collection excite as much intrigue. Who made the intricate carved figures? Oh, so the coffins have these little dolls inside. Okay. Um, and it does suck. Uh, so wait, well, yeah. but do they, they don't know anything about them? No. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, I hate It's these. like a little wooden... It looks like if someone took one whittling class came home with a project oh no and showed you and wanted you to be excited and it has like it's made out of like scary burlap too and the eyes are like 
really rough. Burlap is the scariest fabric. We all it's we all know it. It's the scariest fabric by a mile, by a mile and a half. Um, whoever made these was trying to spook someone's ass off. <laughs> um, okay, great. So in on July sixteenth, eighteen thirty six. So people are talking about this for like a minute. Uh-huh. Um, Satanic spell manufactory cried the Scotsman, the first paper to report the tale in an article published on 16th of July, 1836. Side note, the Scotsman has been reviewing um, shows here at the fringe and giving really sexist reviews to a lot of women. Hey, they sound, that sounds that great. They, I love that they were like first on the scene with these dolls. Drag um, them, everybody. Quote, our own opinion would be, had we not some years ago abjured witchcraft and demonology, that there are still some of the weird sisters hovering around Mushart's cairn or the windy gowl who retain their ancient power to work the spells of death by entombing the likenesses of those they wish to destroy, end quote. <laughs> and it's so crazy that that is their opinion of witches because the way that they talk about women comedians Anna, is please, very close. Can you just have that as a pull quote from the Scotsman about your show? <laughs> I don't know if they reviewed me, actually. Just like, I would just love to see, like, you know, uh, like, tight, funny, intense. And then, like, the next one be like, their ancient power (laughs) spanning (laughs) centuries. (laughs) We had abjured. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Scary, No, they haven't reviewed me. That's Um, fine. So, wait, have you seen the dolls in the museum? No. So, that's, like, not... uh, Okay, so people are, like... Ancient custom, burying effigy, departed friends who had died in a distant land was another theory or another superstition which exists among some sailors that they enjoined their wives on parting to give them Christian burial in an effigy if they happened to be lost at sea. Um, So nobody. So but if that was the case, why so many similar coffins? No one had any answers. Right. Um, So people are trying to figure it out. National Museum trying to figure it out. Uh, Yeah. After this initial flurry of media interest, the coffins passed into the hands of private collectors, reappearing in 1901 when eight were donated to the Museum of the Society. Oh, my God. So scary. People are just walking by my window, which is like (gasps) they're allowed to. Oh, Um, on the first floor. I'm on the first floor, but it's like up. So I can see like sort of the tops of people's heads. Oh, that's the scariest part of the head. It's really fucking scary. I don't know what to tell you. This whole city's spooky. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um. So they're donated to the Museum of the Society of Antiquaries of Scotland and from there to the National Museum of Scotland. What happened to the remaining nine? The Scotsman tells us that a number were destroyed by the boys, although we don't know how many. Certainly no more have come to light since. Oh, boy. Well, love that the boys destroyed it. They're gone now. They've been sucked straight to hell. Yeah, truly, truly hellbound boys. (laughs) I worry about the boys. Oh, those Um, are my hellbound boys. Okay, so people people freaking out about these. Um, okay. Okay. So fast forward to 1976, Walter Havernick, the director of the museum of Hamburg history had come up with a new theory referring to a German seafaring superstition of keeping mandrake roots or dolls in tiny coffins as talisman. He postulated that the coffins were a horde of lucky charms hidden in the hillside by a merchant to be sold to sailors. I don't know. No. Feels far-fetched. Um, but while the use of charms persisted in Scotland well into the 19th century, no evidence of this particular seafaring tradition has been found. Um, and then they have a bunch of pictures of charms, which just look like um, thumb rings, really. Um, yeah, okay, that so that theory. Examining the evidence, it wasn't until the early 1990s 
that the coffins are analyzed in more detail by Professor Samuel Minifree and Dr. Alan Simpson, a curator at the museum. Honestly, sounds hot. Um, What's his first they name? discovered. Um, Alan. Oh, yeah. I like that name. Yeah. Okay. So here's what they discovered. One, the figurines all appear to be made by the same hand, although it's possible the coffins were crafted by two different people. Scary. Oh, Two, some of the materials and tools used, wood, iron embellishments, nails, a sharp hooked knife, mm. indicate the coffins could have been fashioned by a shoemaker. Ooh. Okay. Three, the figures seem to form a set and their upright bearing flat feet and swinging arms suggests that they may have been toy soldiers. Their eyes are open, making it unlikely they were originally designed as corpses. <laughs> Four, <laughs> some of the figures are missing their arms, perhaps removed so that they would fit in the coffins. Oh. Five, the fabric the little bodies are dressed in dates from the early 1830s, so they hadn't lain buried for more than six years. Um. Okay, great. Yeah, so their arms are like little tubes of right. fluff. It sucks. Um, I so you know where this, they came yeah, from? We, I feel that. I feel honestly, listen, I'm full tube of fluff. Um, I had such plans for summer fitness and it's just, it's just fluff tube at this point. Hi everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. I always get so thick in the summer and then lose weight in the winter because I like to fight myself. Yeah. For me, it's like seasonal depression really does a number. Yeah. It's great. It's hard. I get sad when it's nice out. (laughs) I know because it makes me feel guilty that I'm not out doing something. Yeah. I I really should be at a a picnic every day. (laughs) Um, Okay. So in 1822. Okay. So the Scottish Enlightenment was based in Edinburgh. Um, so this is like, uh, there's a lot of, um, medical advancements happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was this guy, William Brody, uh, whatever. Okay. So there's a lot of bad people. <laughs> people are doing crime. Oh. <laughs> I can't leave me alone. Uh, okay. So this guy was like a cabinet maker and they're like, Oh, maybe it was him. Cause he also then picked locks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not Brody, but two later infamous antiheroes of Edinburgh's criminal underworld that could provide the key to the mystery of the Arthur seat coffins. Step up Mr. William Burke and Mr. William Hare. Too many Burke Williams. And Hare. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, in the early 1800s. So it's like this <laughs> exploding, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all these doctors and people are getting good at being doctors in Edinburgh and they're the new thing is studying anatomy. Um, and people would study dead bodies cause they could figure out like, Oh, we can look at a dead body and cut it open mm-hmm. and learn without hurting someone. Um, and then they were getting more and more cause people would go there to be medical students and there were just so many students. Um, and they would use the bodies of criminals who would get hanged, oh. uh, for the dissecting table. 
Um, and there just weren't enough criminals there because everyone in Edinburgh was like a bright and shiny med student. Um, so they just didn't have enough cadavers. Um, and then criminals would go and dig up oh, dead bodies no. from the churchyards and sell them to anatomists who like turned the other cheek. Cause they were like, or not turned the other cheek. They looked the other way. <laughs> um, because they were like, we need dead bodies and thank you for these. Um, but people were really upset about it. Um, oh, they were worried that a dissected body wouldn't rise to life with the last judgment. Whatever. That's your problem. Not mine. <laughs> So anyway, they're running out of body snatchers. Um, so these guys, Burke and Hare, they're Irish immigrants, which, you know, fine. Um, Who's, you know, they, aren't we all? It says that they started almost by accident when an elderly tenant of Hare's boarding house in the Westport died, owing him money. To recoup the losses, Burke and Hare sold the old man's body to Dr. Robert Knox for his anatomy school. And then basically the two of them were like, wow, that's so crazy. I think we've discovered like a possible disruption in the market. Okay. Why don't we make more dead bodies? Oh, um, and they started killing? They killed a bunch of people that lasted as killing spree that lasted 10 months, during which Burke and Hare dispatched at least 16 victims and earned around 150 pounds, which is about 12,000 pounds now. Oh my um, God. It's not a ton, but I feel well, like no, if you're kill a dirtbag, that, that's a lot of money. Yeah, now that I think it's very about exciting. It, but yeah, if, you're, if yeah. you're a bad person, that's great. Yeah, and at first they were going after, like, vagrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they started killing local figures who were instantly recognizable <laughs> when uncovered on the slab. No. Um, so they got to... These guys, they don't got a plan. Yeah. It's like um, it's like killing, like, the the sham wow guy or something. It's like, don't do that. I know. We can see him. We know who he is. Um, we know him. So, yeah. So they got caught. Um, or... Hare turned King's witness and granted immunity, sold his friend down the river and then Burke got uh, hanged. And then guess what? His body was publicly dissected at the university of Edinburgh medical school. Wow. That is wow. That is a twilight zone ending baby. And then what do you get when you take the 16 victims they killed plus Burke dolls 17. Oh, 17 coffins, 17 victims, buried just a few years after uh, their stories had hit the headlines. Could the coffin's secret interment represent a substitute burial for the poor friendless souls dispatched by the murderous pair? Um, the, The issue is that 12 of the victims were female and all of the ones in the coffins are men, but... Um, yeah, that just sounds like, you know, that just sounds like... Oh, a, but the, no. the way this ends is... Uh, and yet, if they were, who buried them? Someone close to the murders or a sympathetic onlooker? We'll never know. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, first of all, this is this is very scary. Most of all, I mean, killing people for money, scary. Um, boys, yep. boys uncovering a bunch of doll coffins, very scary. Super. I think the concept of someone, I, I bet the person who did it was like a friendly person who never imagined that this would be something so terrifying. Like, did, yeah. did you ever hear the story about um, there was this like panic in some town in America in like the southeast um, where uh, every every household in this neighborhood 
um, that had a daughter, a little antique doll appeared on the doorstep of the household and people were in a complete panic. And then this little old lady came forward and was like, I'm so sorry. I I just, I had a bunch of dolls that I didn't need anymore. And I thought I'd do a nice thing and give every little girl in the neighborhood a doll. (laughs) My God. And truly I was like, oh, that person is my spiritual sister. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I think I'm doing a nice thing. And it's like, a, it's creating a deep, a deep horror from, from the core of humanity. <laughs> I do think that's you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, who's to say it wasn't? I'm, I mean, most everybody. I mean, she's that's so scary. Person. That's the thing about dolls. Dolls are scary automatically. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that is, that just goes without saying like my, um, it's funny. So I, I have nine nieces and nephews and um, I just saw three of them recently who are already big fans of the pod. Although one of them is only Ugh. one of them is only three and she I don't think understands much. But um, but she does like is our voices. Elise? Yes. Elise who I love Elise. Elise who is like very much clued into Anna. And in one of the episodes when Anna says, I think I'm going to cry, like Elise kept being like, did she cry? Like very concerned. And then I had to send a video of Anna being like, I'm totally fine and I'm not crying. And Elise was very relieved. (laughs) But um, that's the name of my next friend show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally fine. and I'm not Uh Um, But it's funny because those they none of them really have dolls, which I'm so grateful for. Because I do find them very scary. Is it is it their dead eyes? Like, what is it? We, we don't like. Yeah, I think it's like they're humanoids. So you expect them to move. Mm. I, I just had the very lucid thought. Oh, there's no dolls in this Airbnb. <laughs> there's also like nothing in it. It's like a completely empty except for the furniture. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like a 25 year old guy who runs it. So the only decoration are a bunch of Ikea candles that are just shoved in every surface. <laughs> Um, it's if it did have dolls, I would be upset. Oh yeah, that would be it. Yeah, it's it's also. I mean, I guess it's like the things like for our grandparents. Like my grandma was like, dolls are great. I'm not like dolls aren't scary, because like a china doll was like a totem of her childhood, and I wonder if in like 40 years kids are gonna be like that Tamagotchi scares the hell out of me, or like or like the I mean Furbies I get Furbies are scary. Um, yeah. but like what will be the toy? Someone was telling me their Furby kept operating after the batteries died. No. Yeah. Well, Teddy Ruxpin, I both was so, um, drawn to and also repulsed by, and it was because you could put whatever tape you wanted in Teddy Ruxpin and Teddy Ruxpin's mouth would go along. And so like, Ugh. yeah, you could put, you know, you could put like, I, I the thing I remember is I remember putting in a Phantom of the Opera cassette into a Teddy Rux. It actually was not a Teddy Ruxman. It was like his snail friend or whatever, and uh, and playing it, and then its mouth moved as like music of the night was playing. It was just very strange, and and then I didn't look at it anymore. Weird. Yeah, I've never told anyone that yeah. story. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, you should keep that to yourself. Yeah. You don't want to get followed. <laughs> By Teddy Ruxpin. Ugh. I know. He should um, I think I think what's what's less scary to me, like just hearing that story about the old woman leaving dolls, I don't think the dolls were put in coffins. I think those were just boxes. Oh, really? I think really? the person made little boxes. That's my theory based oh, on nothing. Oh, yeah, they're not. Yeah, because I can see from the pictures, it's like it's not a clear coffin shape, you know? 
it looks like a druggy idea of like a small business. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make these dolls and sell them. They don't they look great? Aren't they gorgeous? Do you love this? <laughs> Do you love this? That would be the name of the company. Oh, <laughs> do you love this? Do you love it? These are do you Whatever. love this dolls? Do you love this dolls? <laughs> Only a hundred times. <laughs> uh, um, the price isn't listed anywhere on them. Yeah, they're not wrapped in anything. They're just loose on the shelves. <laughs> um, um, fun fact: Birkin Hair is now the name of a strip club here in town. Oh, the reason why I know the term Birkin Hair is that I think that I think that a um. I think an Edgar Allan Poe story is based on them called the body snatchers. Yep. Uh, is that yep. true? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like looking into the history mm. of that and that really, that really scared me. Um, yeah. Grave it's robbings. It's so insane to me that people would dig up a grave and take a body out. Like actually thinking about what that tangibly would be. Yeah. Is unbelievable and a nightmare and feels like hell on your lower back. Well, and also it's like it's it's a a different time in which I feel like people just saw people die all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just was it, you the the concept of not seeing one of your family members die. I'm sh- dying. I'm sure in that time period was like what lucky duck. You know, like it just feels like it was a constant thing. And so there were dead bodies, and and also it just life was so cheap. <laughs> like I don't know, like life is so cheap. Like I I think that is it's it's funny. Like this is a very strange line to draw, but. Um, there are just infinite amounts of um, Russian fail vids on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And so many of them are just like, what? Like, what is going on in these people's heads? And 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 our friend Mike Spence was like, oh, life is just so cheap to them. <laughs> um, yeah. We're like, risk doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, people are riding motorcycles without helmets on. and like- Yeah, people are like jumping into open ravines with like seven inches of water. Like, there's just stuff where I'm like, why would you ever do that? <laughs> Um, and, and I, and it, it is just like, well, I mean, what if I don't, you know, like, uh, I think yeah, that's sort of where no people, state. people end well, up. Well, it is a nanny state, but. <laughs> that's where people ended up uh-huh. with like, you know, being like, I got a great, I mean, they're already dead, but the rapture thing I hadn't even thought about. Imagine if Jesus was so petty as to be like, where are your entrails? No, well, you're not coming up here, oh, you God. know, like. Sorry that actually like it is, it did say that on your seat. <laughs> I, that you need, you can't get caught up because are then you are gross to me, <laughs> and I need hot friends with full <laughs> organs. I don't want any empty skin sacks. I don't want to see skin sacks. I don't want to see flappy flaps on your arm. I just don't want to see it, and I feel like I'm being made to look like a bitch for wanting people to like have their shit inside their shit. My, it's funny because there there still are those sort of superstitions. Like my dad had to tell a family friend. Like who a family friend who was like interested in being cremated and then but then was like, but I won't go to heaven if I'm cremated or like I won't, you know, like uh-huh. and my dad to be like, no, <laughs> like I know that it's some- I don't know, man. <laughs> There's no way for your dad to know that. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually a very you good can't point. reassure someone about a completely intangible greatest mystery of human existence. <laughs> Or he had to at least be like the dogma of the Catholic Church. Like, no, that's no longer like the thing. You know, 
it is funny that yeah. really kind of out of nowhere, the Catholic Church was like, oh, hey, everybody, remember Limbo? I'm so sorry about that. It's not real. <laughs> like, like this is to be like, That's right. don't worry about your babies, you know, like baptize them, but they're not going to get sent to some, you know, liminal semi hell if you don't, if you don't baptize them. <laughs> I love that it was literally called Vatican II. Yeah, they know. Like a damn squeakwool. <laughs> they know. They know they if if you called it something else that people might not understand the you know the franchise you know it's true case you in point remind them it's the brand they know and love case in point Hobbs and Shaw you know you have to let people know that it is Fast and Furious is Hobbs and Shaw because otherwise I don't yeah. know I wouldn't have had any idea and also Hobbs and Shaw you need a strong partnership Burke and Hare up uh, and we're back to partnership and we're back um, who would you cast as the dolls. Um, um, the cheetah girls or no, um, who's who, Danity Kane? <laughs> Remember that music group? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, Dan- Aubrey O'Day, Danity Kane, give them a couple musical numbers. Um, yeah, they're that's where my mind is. I think goes. that's great. How about you? Who are the dolls? Um, I think they're all June Squibb, <laughs> <laughs> and uh. Each one. Wow. Oh, the concept of uh, the concept of that many June scripts being like, I'm tired of being underground. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good June squib. I thank you very much. As soon as I said it, I was like, this actually does kind of sound like June script. I think I might need to get (laughs) a new wig. I did. But then I shouldn't. There's I am. I am not good at most things, but. But um, capturing a little old lady actor, I, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. You've done it. That's your body snatcher talent. <laughs> I need to get a little new June squib wig. That's the hardest you series do. of words I've ever had to put together. I need to get a new June squib wig. That's hard. Yeah. It works the lips. Yeah, it really does. Um, Anna, this was a really um, good story. I'm, I'm, the more I'm oh. thinking about it, the more creeped out I am about it. Yeah. Also, like Arthur's seat is like you can see it from my apartment and I'm scared knowing it's right there because I feel like the doll's going to come down and get me even though they're not on the mountain anymore. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it must be a very scary city. I miss you very much, Anna. It's it's like so crazy to have you on the other side of the world. Um, I know it's full trash. I'm so done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have to go to my show every day. (laughs) I don't think I should have to be there anymore. You have a show every day. Yeah, that's that's for a month. <laughs> that's nuts. I didn't know that that it's was the too, case. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's so funny. Like a week after I got here, people are like, "When do you?" So are you back? And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." I am having a good time in theory. <laughs> I just um, I don't like being uncomfortable. Yeah the this the episodes this week have taken on a very distinct um, milieu based on the fact that we're on opposite sides of the world. It's one a.m. for you, Anna. Um, I'm, yes. I'm for NyQuil into my day. And, um, and also like, <laughs> I just feel like we are, we are at respective levels of exhaustion and stress. Uh, and the fact that, that at the beginning of both these episodes, Anne and I had to figure out a way to clap at the same time to make the sound work, oh. but there is a lag. And so our claps make no sense. And it feels like, uh, the fabric of reality is falling apart. It's really, uh. <laughs> I also didn't know we were recording tonight. I had it wrong <laughs> in my mind. And I was like out with people I had just met seeing a show I hadn't planned on seeing and then got a call from Andrew. It just felt like a dream. Yeah. I, or it was like, oh, where are you? I have to go record the podcast. I forgot. 
<laughs> I, I'm always forgetting stuff in dreams. I had to. I have to apologize wholeheartedly because what I did to you essentially was the equivalent of shaking you awake and being like, "You're on camera in three, two, one," and then we just like started the <laughs> podcast. It's true, um, but I think we've made it through it. We've made it through the two episodes. I think we did, and then and then after this, right. hopefully, well, we'll have to do one more week where we're on opposite sides of the world. But then we'll record some more episodes and we'll be in the same room, and all will be okay. Um, and you'll love it. And you'll love um, it. Thanks to everyone for loving it so far. Yeah, everyone's been really nice. And and stay tuned. We're gonna have like a we're gonna have some social media handles that are coming out in the not too distant future where you can get updates and um and oh also boy. more scary media. Um, the electrifying process of landing on a handle. Oh, can I tell you that really there funny? are forty different Twitter accounts with three followers that are like scary stories, scary story, scary pod, scary, and and Anna and I trying to come up with a handle that made sense was the silliest thing. And they're like stories for pod, scary, scary pod. Like none of them make any sense. If you have any what ideas. About- <laughs> What about Starry Scories pod? <laughs> and then there's also like it has to make sense to say it out loud so that you know how to spell it. So like there's no – there really is no easy solution. If you have thoughts, tweet at us. I'm at – I'm at That's a Jellyfish. Anna's – I'm at Anna Dresden. Right. She was smarter in that like that branding is so much better. What was I thinking? <laughs> um, yeah. But we love you guys. We hope we spooked you out. Um, Love you, Anna. Please you get a good night's scared. sleep. I'm sorry for the trauma Thank of you. suddenly introducing this to you <laughs> unexpectedly. You're so sweet to apologize for me fucking up. Um, no, no. Listen, you're the one. No, you're no. the one who has a career. <laughs> no, don't you don't dare. You. Uh, everything's smack cool. Your ass. <laughs> Anna, have a great weekend. Oh my god, you too, Andrew. Thanks for listening, guys. Get out. See you next week. Uh, get out. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.